Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is August 7, 2023. Hope you all had a nice weekend. You know, got to do some nice things, chilled, relaxed, and then some. Um, as always, thank you in for tuning in. Um, I am back with yet another episode, um, and in today's episode, I'll be previewing, continuing my pre, continuing my previews, and I'll be focusing on the NFC West, uh, um, which in years past has always been a very interesting and entertaining division, um, so I'll get into that. If you haven't already, do check out the first two episodes of uh of the, my previews for the NFC, which was the NFC South, the NFC North. Uh, definitely give that a listen and tune into what I think about those two divisions heading into the NFL season. So let's get right into it. Uh, the NFC West is where I want to focus on in today's episode. Um, you look at this division, it's featured quite a bit of changes throughout the last few years in terms of the teams that have been competing um, representing the NFC West. Obviously, the one team that has always stood out consistently um, and has been in several NFC championship games, that would be the 49ers, uh, the Seattle, obviously, having some history as well. Um, but you look at this division itself, it features a lot of interesting uh, storylines and things to watch out for this season. More notably at the quarterback position, right? Uh, you look at all these teams and what they're going for this season, right? Seattle is hoping to have another. Um, they're hoping that Geno Smith is their answer at quarterback. Um, and you know, in the late half of his career, uh, you got Kyler Murray, uh, who's trying to obviously live up to his contract, his hype uh, as an normal overall pick. Um, you know, you go across to the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford's on the back half of his career. Um, and then, then you have, you know, you ultimately have the 49ers who um, had a lot of things happen last year. You know, they still made it uh, to the NFC Championship game, um, you know, with a shuffling of quarterbacks throughout the season. And so there's a lot in this division that... Um, you know, has changed and continues to change and go on. And where I want to start uh, with my first preview in the NFC West are the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, went ahead of this offseason and kind of cleaned house, right? Um, they were 4-13 and last year, uh, really performed poorly at home. I think they had, um, they did not play well um, in their home games last year. Really a big time struggle. Uh, you just look at their roster. You know, there was obviously the Hopkins thing that he had, to, you know, he ended up having to miss, I think, early part of that season, you know, and Cliff Kingsbury just never really worked out, right? He, he was somebody that was under pressure, as as it was well reported and documented, not only only on here but in other various 
uh, news and media as well. There's good things Barry just never was able to have that number of success, the level of success that the Cardinals thought he was going to have. Right? They brought him in. They thought that he and Kyle Murray together could do a number of things uh, successfully together. Uh, but we didn't see that consistently. He made one, you know, one playoff appearance, um, which was a short, you know, short. wasn't even that type of game that they showed anything. But yeah, like Steve Kime, I think, stepped down as GM. Uh, they got a new GM. Kingsbury was fired, and they brought in, um, you know, uh, basically Hopkins also departed, right? Um, from from the from the uh, Arizona Cardinals, they didn't really want to give him, you know, a contract or so. Um, there were a lot of injuries to the offense, um, and Zach Ertz definitely went down. So the Cardinals had their fair share of injuries that kind of affected their season. Kyler Murray obviously, you know, had uh, had the injury as well, which was which was tough for him with the knee injury and. You know, happening. I think at the midway point of the season or so, um, the Cardinals dealt with quite a bit last year, right? Just they they struggled to win some games that they could have had early on, and then Kyler Murray ultimately uh, got hurt. Um, something that's happened to him quite a bit um, towards the end of every season he's played in the NFL. And ultimately, you saw the Cardinals just not be able to compete uh, and get back to, you know, playing good football. Um, there was just a culture, uh, the, the culture for the Cardinals, the accountability, the the effort all around. The coaching just wasn't on, on par. And so they went out and got Jonathan Gannon from the Philadelphia Eagles, who obviously had a lot of success um, with the Eagles defense last year, right? You saw a number of good things from uh, Donovan Gannon as a coach. Someone that does have experience, um, you know, he he comes in now as their new head coach. I think they do have a change in staff, obviously, as well. But... Um, yeah, John again takes over as head coach of this team, and it's going to be interesting to see how Jonathan Gannon kind of works this roster out. They do have a number of questions, right, in terms of their defense, the linebacking spot. Um, you know, can their secondary continue to find its way? Because they struggle a lot um, with the pass rush and secondary breakdown. So Jonathan Gannon comes in with a lot of experience, somebody who – We'll definitely have to make about a lot of changes. Um, you know, they did draft um, some decent players. They're expecting um, their wide receiving group to step it up a little bit more with Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown and a few others. The production, although the number one wide receiver, although that's something that the Cardinals don't have clear, you know, they don't have a clear number one wide receiver, uh, in my view. On their roster, um, you know, new offensive coordinator. That's going to be interesting to see if Kyler Murray, you know, and obviously he's rehabbing from the ACL, and you know, he it's unclear whether or not he'll be able to start week one, you know, for the team. Um, but they do obviously have, I think Colt McCoy still there, um, 
And that offensive line is something that they've tried to address over the last few years. That's something that still is in question, you know, in terms of how, how well can they uh, make it, you know. But look at the Cardinals and their roster itself. I mean, it just, you know, I, I do believe that J.J. Watt obviously uh, stepped down and he retired, which was, you know, a, well, a Hall of Fame career. Um, so the Cardinals have questions. They, they're a team that there's not a whole lot expected out of them. Um, and maybe Jonathan Gannon can change that with his coaching, maybe. Maybe you'll see a much more uh, competitive team, possibly. But without a number one wide receiver, like a clear number one wide receiver, um, I just don't know this roster offensively is good enough uh, to compete, you know, with with the rest of the division or in the NFC. Uh, Kyler Murray, if he comes back and plays at an MVP level or, you know, plays at a high level, then they got a shot to do some good things, possibly. Um, you know, obviously Murray had his moments last year where, you know, he did show a lot of his ability that made him special um, at Oklahoma. Um, but it's going to take a lot more from him if the Cardinals plan to upset or win some of these games they have on their schedule, you know. Um, I think how durable and how well does Kyle Murray play coming off the ACL knee injury will be, will be important. Um, if he's able to find a couple of good, uh, you know, moments, maybe he'll be able to do something. Over the, five of their first, five of their first six games um, this season on their schedule are against, against playoff teams or the majority of those games are against playoff teams. And I don't know if they have enough to win those games. If Kyle Murray doesn't end up starting week one, um, you know, I, I think their chances are slim. But even looking at their schedule itself, um, it's just hard to see them being able to put together an above 500 winning record. just don't see that coming uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I think that they may compete well in some games, maybe – they need definitely some more talent. They do have, obviously, like, the Buddha Baker. Um, and I think just one more uh, linebacker or so that keeping my mind. But they do have a new GM, a new structure. And it does take a while for, like, a new coach um, and a new GM to kind of build their roster the way that they, they, they want to build it. Um, and the Cardinals are going to have to – find a way to kind of deal with that this season, right? Um, I do think that they're going to need more production from their wide receiving group. They're going to need a lot more production from their running back spot. Um, I don't see it being as good enough. So I see them finishing um, in this division last. And I'm going to probably, you know, go along the lines of 5-12 and 12 this season. Um I could see that being their record. Um, like I said, everything kind of depends on Kyler Murray and his health. And his, can he play? Can he get through a full season without any any injuries? Um, but even with that, without Hopkins, without um, you know, with the new staff, with the chemistry, the things that Kyler Murray isn't going to be able to do early, the early part of this training camp. Um, 
I don't know. I think they're they're gonna have a tough time winning games. I think they will find themselves in a lot of deficits this season. Even if Jonathan Gannon's defensive style does work, they're able to, you know, get on the field. Um, I still think this offensive line is going to have its struggles, and I think that they're not gonna be able to run block and pass deck as well as they they should. So I see them being five and twelve, four and thirteen um, for this upcoming NFL season. The next team that I want to preview and talk about are the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams um, were 5-12 and 12 last year. The O-line was uh, decimated with injuries, um, definitely got exposed. Uh, the Rams as a whole had a number of injuries. Um, it wasn't the best type of season for the Rams, right? coming off a of Super Bowl and all that, and uh, you just saw them struggle to play well. Um, obviously, their you know their their approach of all the picks, you know, trading it all in to get veteran players and all that that worked. They right? they captured Super Bowl championship, but but without but now um, with that being out of the way, their depth was tested this year, and because of that, they found themselves in a lot of games that they ended up losing. You know, Stafford got. Um, got hurt. Um, you know, Cooper Cup also had, um, you know, an injury or so that kept him out. Uh, the contracts that were given, you know, um, prior to the season or following the off season, you know, those contracts ended up just not being great at all. You know, like Ramsey obviously wanted that, and he ultimately ended up getting traded. You know, and then look at Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, you know, Stafford's contract. A lot of the contract money, Cooper Cup's money, like every player did deserve to get you know, a fair share of contract. But, you know, you just saw this Rams team just struggle to, uh, you know, have that production, have that same impact they had last year, right? The pass rush was just never the same without Von Miller. Um, you saw their secondary have its moments. Um, and offensively, like I said, everything kind of ran through Stafford and Cooper Cup. And without those two being at their best last year, they just struggled. Sean McVay obviously had a tough season, wasn't able to do a whole lot either. They had some games down the stretch that they played well. Obviously, you know, they did surprise and beat, like, I think the Raiders in a game which Baker Mayfield, was, you know, was there for a game or so and did some good things. Um... But, I mean, I think when you look at this season for Los Angeles Rams, they need Aaron Donald, who's obviously going to be a future Hall of Famer, um, you know, and, you know, he's one of the most respected veterans on that team. They're going to need this defense um, to be re-energized and revamped this season. They're going to need that defense to come back up and play well. Uh, they do, you know, they make a lot of changes to the staff and the coordinator positions. Uh, but they need this defense to play uh, a lot better uh, this season, especially, you know, against some of these top teams. Um, ultimately, um, you know, they, they're going to have – they do have some solid you know, playoff teams to face against the start of the season. But ultimately, the success of the Rams will come down to McVay and Stafford, right? Now Stafford's coming off, you know, the elbow – uh, surgery or, you know, 
what he had injury last year. But Stafford's on the back half of his career, right? Stafford put together um, some pretty early good seasons with the Rams. And now the question is, can he sustain that level of success and production? You know, that's going to be the key thing to watch is how much does Stafford have left in the tank, right? You know, and what are the Rams' plans that, you know, at the quarterback that behind them? You know, that's a lot of things that have to be considered this season for the Rams. Um, you know, they're hoping that Cam Akers will continue to be a mother offense. They do have some, you know, wide receivers outside Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. Uh, I think one more Notre Dame wide receiver from last year. They're going to need a lot of good production from their role players outside Cooper Cup. And I think for McVay, this is a big year for him just because – you know, there was that whole thing about him potentially retiring early, going to the broadcast booth. Um, McVay's had a lot of success as a young head coach in, in this league, and his offensive, you know, philosophy and things has worked. Last year was a trying year, right? They went through a shuffling of quarterbacks injuries. They're a little bit better this year. They are starting to get back some depth players behind their defense. You know, so the key thing is for the Rams is, you know, if Stafford is healthy, if Cooper Cup, obviously Cooper Cup does have some injury now also in training camp. So if they have their stars out there on offense, they will have a shot every single game. I do not expect them to struggle uh, as much as they did last year. I, I do see an improved team that should be able to compete well with Seattle and San Francisco, obviously the Cardinals. Um, but do I see the Rams making the playoffs this year? Um, they'll be in the mix. I think they'll definitely be in the mix. And it may come down to their, like, final stretch of games as well, um, looking at it. Um, but I don't see the Rams being able to finish, um, you know, in good position to win anything in the NFC or the division itself. I see the Rams playing well, be much better this season, but I'm only going to go and say they're going to win eight games and go eight and nine. Um, for the Los Angeles Rams. I think that ultimately they'll see maybe a better version of this team and this defense. But I think that there's a lot of question marks with Stafford still that get to be answered. He may not really find his touch early on in the season. And I think this defense still has a lot of question marks in the back end. So I'm going to go eight and nine. I think they'll be right there competing with Seattle and San Francisco, but I don't think, excuse me, they will be able to win those games necessary that they need to win to be in the hunt for that last NFC wildcard spot. And now that brings me to the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks um, surprised last year. Did not see the Seattle Seahawks being a playoff team last year. They finished out 9-8. and eight. Geno Smith won Comeback Player of the Year award. Um, he stepped up big time after the departure of Russell Wilson and the trade that happened. Um, Geno Smith, uh, you know, had a sensational season. Um, he set a number of single, single season records in terms of passing yards and, and I think touchdowns. Um, he definitely showed up and played big-time football in a lot of games down the stretch. Uh, Pete Carroll um, really did a good job, obviously. He continued to re-energize his team, 
coach well for Lozem. You know, they, they had a lot of success last year. They ended up falling, um, you know, in the uh, in the wild card round, of, I believe, um, to the 49ers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they played well. They had a really good season. You saw a lot of good things from, you know, Metcalf and, and you know, Tyler Lockett and a few other players. Um they do have some stars, right? They they have Kenny Walker, obviously coming back for another season. Who they drafted last year? They drafted Jackson Smith uh, from Ohio State after their like wide receiving group. They added a top cornerback in the draft as well. Um, so you know they also be getting Jamal Adams back at safety. Um, you know, along with what they have in the back end. So Seattle's defense. Um, does look like it's going to be a pretty strong one going to this season. Uh, they do have some pass rushers that could do some good things as well. Um, I think for Seattle, like the main thing is, is that you know Pete Carroll has always been able to do a number of things well in terms of adjusting certain things. Geno Smith uh, has had some success now. He's through the system. Seattle is in a good position with the team that they have to compete well with the NFC, uh, with, with the 49ers more so. I think they'll need more from their running back and Kendall Walker and their defensive line. I think generating more sacks and pressure will be the key for Seattle. I think they'll be in the mix. I think that Geno Smith obviously has, you know, come around and really changed a lot of things with his with his play. Uh, the system, obviously, he knows. Uh, I think Seattle addressed some needs that they have had to address on their defensive line, their defense. Um, they're going to be a much better version, I think. Um, as long as they stay healthy and they have a constant production, I could see, I could see the Seattle Seahawks being right back in the mix. Um, the way I see it, I think Seattle will be right there with the 49ers competing again. The Seattle Seahawks and Niners had some memorable, memorable games last year. And, uh, I could see Seattle finishing 10-7 and this year. Looking at their schedule, there's a lot of games that Obviously, their home crowd, the, the the ability of having a high flight offense. Now with the defense, that will be a little bit more improved in the back end and the cornerback spot. I could see Seattle competing well and being able to finish out with a nice record. So I see them finishing out ten and seven, being in the mix uh, once again for one of those NFC wildcard spots towards the end of the season. And now that brings me to the Forty Niners. The Forty Niners. Um, Finished out thirteen and four last year. Um, you know they started out a little bit tough uh, last year, uh, but then they started to catch fire and win a number of games. Right, they had you know Garoppolo in there, they had Purdy in there, Trey Lance. Uh, obviously, Brock Purdy turned out to be somebody who had a lot of success in the seven or eight game sample that you know he he ended up playing. Uh, obviously, the you know Mr. Irrelevant, well documented. Uh, you just saw a number of good things from the 49ers. Their defense continues to show why it's one of the NFL's best. Um, with their depth at linebacker, their pass return with Bosa, obviously. Um, you saw the Niners be ferocious on defense, do a lot of good things, and then obviously on offense. You know, as the season progressed last year, uh, you just saw more and more explosiveness from their offense, from Diego Samuel, George Kittle, Brendan Ayuk. 
uh, Christian McCaffrey was added to the mix, right? And Christian McCaffrey ended up having a lot of signature games this season, uh, this past year, you know, rushing, putting up, you know, catching passes out of the backfield. McCaffrey and this Kyle Shanahan offense that's been obviously run spread and heavy. They had a lot of success last year running the football left and right, uh, you know, building off play action. And they ended up, you know, obviously making the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, obviously, Brock Purdy got hurt. Uh, they had Josh Johnson in there, and then ultimately did not end up winning that championship game. Um, so the Niners obviously have a lot to put on their shoulder. They've been a they've been a team that's consistently been contending in the NFC for the last two to three years. They've been so close to getting over the hump. And look at Kyle Shanahan; he's tried to address a number of things that he's can. Now, you look at it, their quarterback situation will be interesting. Brock Purdy may be the one that's leading the pack right now. Trey Lance obviously was a you know, top pick you know, a few seasons ago. Obviously, he suffered with a broken angle last year. Um, so, Trey Lance still um, has a lot to prove. And then you have Sam Darnold, who's there as well. So, the Niners quarterback situation is the only big question mark on this team. I think heading into the season is... You know, who will be the leading man? Who will be the quarterback um, that will lead lead them? And are, are they going to be good enough to get that quarterback play that they, that they need in order to win? Uh, because that's been what's holding them back a lot uh, in their previous games. It's just the inability to have that quarterback deliver a solid number of plays, you know. Ultimately, that's what they need. They're going to need good quarterback play because they – Look at the rest of the things they have; they're they're pretty stout. Now, Nick Bosa's contract situation is something to watch because he is in line to get paid, and I think he is holding out uh, somewhat to get that new contract. So, that contract situation will be interesting to watch ultimately. Um, but look at this team; if they're able to find ways to just continue to be dominant in terms of the the run game and after the quarterback. And the Niners could very well, again, compete with the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFC title. Um, they have something, a couple of road games to start the season, followed by a three-game homestand. Um, I think they'll put together another strong season, right? You know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, found a lot of success. I think he will be motivated to continue to build off a strong season. The defense, maybe, you know, despite not having D'Amico Ryan's, uh, they they still very well may have a have a, have a top defense right because of you know Fred Warner and Greenlaw, um, you know their cornerback spot. I mean you could just very well see um, the Niners putting together another strong season. You know I I could definitely see that happening where uh, they will be contending again. I see the finishing with maybe a twelve and five record, or maybe I'm gonna go better. I'm gonna go eleven and six. You know, I think they will be right in the mix once again for one of the top seeds in the NFC, competing for the number one seed. Uh, and I see them being very, very close, competing with the Seattle Seahawks for that division once again. And I think that the Niners are going to be well positioned to be contending again for a possible NFC championship game appearance again this season.